Should I correct a dog for growling when another dog tries to take its bone? So actually, I do not correct the dog in that specific situation. A canine to canine, stealing of food, bone, toy. This is how I do it. Because either because you know why you're going to train a bone stealer. That's what you're doing. So if your dog is eating a bone and it growls, there's only one dog I would correct, and that would be the bone stealer, the potential bone stealer. If the potential bone stealer does not back up, I correct that dog, not the one that growled. Why do I do that? Because I don't want to train a bone stealer, number one. And also, it's like, which part of, like, animal animal communication are you not understanding? That would be an appropriate growl. That would be an appropriate growl. Next. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Hey everybody, how are you? It's Jeff Kelman of Solid Canine Training, and this is Lovely Joelle, and we've got a little Q&A for you for one hour. We go from 7 to 8 p.m. every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and um, a lot of people ask, like, how to stop unwanted behavior, so you're going to you're gonna ask the question, you type in your little type box below, and Joelle's going to read it, and I'm going to answer it. You can hear me talk a lot about corrections and punishment and, you know, intelligible consequences and stopping things like right now, like how to stop it. Obviously, there are things that you want to work on over time, but I think a lot of people need to know, like, how to stop things, like, immediately. Mm. In fact, the, I, that video that I, um, we put out this week about the man in the arena talks a little bit about that. If you haven't seen that video, the man in the arena, it's a new series. It's a good one. Yeah. But a lot of good content. We did um, the man in the arena, which is a brand new video series. Uh, Jeff Gilman, Jeff Gilman goes deep. Put that out. If you're part of my Patreon channel, I did some seminar sit-downs, um, went out. You compiled a bunch of great stuff. Your video team compiled a bunch of great stuff. So um, a lot of a lot of really fantastic stuff. No go-homes, though, probably. Was there a go-home? I just put one up Is yesterday, up? and then oh, yeah. there's two that are getting one. Two that are awesome, awesome. And uh, just some great, just, you know, Day in the day in the life of training stuff. So just some really, really great stuff going on. A lot of group stuff. I mean, not group class, but a lot of dogs out there mm-hmm. working on stuff. Angelo was in a bunch of things too. Um, and it's really funny when you when you go to our when you go to our social media pages, whether it's on TikTok um, or on Instagram or or um, Facebook, Instagram and Facebook pretty strong on, and then on YouTube. And when you see these dogs being nice and calm. Just always in the back of your mind, two people usually say a couple of things. My dog would never do that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, it would. That's like, that's, these dogs didn't come in like that. That's the power of training. Right. Or um, they look so bored. It's like, no, they're actually quiet, not attacking like a trainer or, you know, Angelo, who is seven or another dog that they're right next to. And they've, and some of these dogs are here for all of them. Mm-hmm. I go after humans. Uh, I go after kids. Not that they're not humans, but I go after kids and I go after dogs. And you're just lying there, ignoring it while a ball is bouncing or rolling by you. That's dog training. And that's not all they do. Like there's swimming and socialization and they go on structured walks and there's massive, massive, massive amounts of obedience drills. And, you know, to get a dog to do a downstay, you know, for, for, for two hours, for two hours, you know, that's lots of repetitions. 
hundreds of repetitions that um, uh, the staff does, Joel being part of the staff. And then we have something called Jeff Kelman Seminars. Mm -hmm. Jeff Kelman Seminars. You can go to the web, that website. A lot of postponements, a lot of putting the brakes on, but it looks like things are starting back up next weekend with us. Um, well, I mean, we are, you know, it looks like we'll see if it stays steady with us. Gonna, we're going to be in um, New Jersey, which is right by the Pennsylvania border, the, the, the town that it's in, in New Jersey. Um, so if you're within 300 miles of it, it's worth it, um, like any of our seminars are. Then we're back here in Providence, um, which we love doing seminars at the Providence one. And then we're in Canton, Ohio, which is really, really nice. And then the rest of the year is also right there. So those also are problem-solving seminars. Mm -hmm. So you bring your dog that's like massively reactive, uh, massively um, aggressive, um, lots of anxiety. Excuse me, can't hold a command. Um, you struggle with, you might get your ass dragged in. Excuse me again. Um, uh, a nice piece of salmon tonight for dinner. It's really, really good. Yeah, salmon with um rice and um some steamed vegetables. I had a big bowl of lettuce because I hit my macros and <laughs> the lettuce was all that was on there. Did you really? I mean, they're like. I mean, you hit your macros of... before dinner. Yeah. Wow. I'm cutting right now. Okay. Cool. Um. So um. And then we've got the training center here, which is like everything. We do everything here. So board and train dogs are here overnight. And they spend anywhere from four to eight weeks here getting rehabbed. So let's just jump right into it. Um, all right. Melissa said good evening and happy Monday. Hey, happy Monday to you. Thanks. Kim, hi, Jeff. Just got a place on, what is AMI? Hope to audit or training in Rhode Island. I'm in Mass. Um, well, that's really, really good. Um, you can hope to audit. Well, you can audit the um, seminar coming up. That's really, really great. So we've got... Um, that's coming up though. I think that's what she means, like an audit spot. Oh, an audit spot. Seminar. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be really, really great. Thanks. Um, Ooh, oh, now they the all bump. come in. Yeah. Oh, is that what that happened? Yeah. Okay. Eric. Hi, J and J. My two-year-old pit rides with me every day in my gas tinker. Oh, nice. Recently, she has become protective of the truck. Oh, yeah. But the second she's out of it, she will lick you to death. Yep. Is this normal? It Thanks. is normal. It is normal. A lot of dogs. It's like fence fighting. Number one. First of all, cool that you can take your dog to work with you. Number one, I, and I love truck dogs. I love them, love them, love them. As an RVer, we see a lot of eighteen wheelers. We see a lot of truck dogs. We stay. We, we've stayed and stopped at plenty of um, truck stops um, before. We don't don't worry. We do not take up your parking spot. We're courteous RVers. Um, so, the cool thing is that you could stop this too with a remote collar. But yes, it's natural that the dog does this. Natural that the dog does this. Now, you could have a couple of rules for this. You could have the rule that when you're out of the cab and say you've got to run into a restaurant or, or go to a bathroom. Um, I don't know if you have, most tankers don't have, you know, sleeper cars. So I'm um, going to the bathroom. Um, uh, you can have your dog alert. But if you're in the truck, it's like, shut up. I don't, I don't need you to tell me that there's somebody outside. I got my own eyes. I got my own eyes. Um, if you want, just want to stop it all together, stop it all together. How do you do that? Well, you can have a bark collar, which was just automatic, just goes off when the dog barks, or you can train it with a remote collar next. Kathy B. Hey, everyone. Hey, Kathy B. Uh, Melina. Hi, guys. My first time tuning in live. Woohoo. Much oh. love to all the solid canine trainers. Yeah, cool. Melina, Melina, glad to have you here. And yeah, the team here is just fantastic. Fan in fact, they're fan fucking tastic. They are. They really, really are. Super proud of this team. So proud of this team. And the newest member of the team on the admin side is Taylor. And then um, John, John, we talked much about John. John sort of like he comes in. Um, he does a lot of like some repair stuff. So a lot of cleaning stuff. Um, sort of like the um, um, he'll swim some dogs too. You know, keeps the place nice and sterile and clean. Um, and then we've got a great 
two great interns um, here, which one we've already yeah, interviewed, awesome. um, um, Susan, and we'll get Melissa to be um, on there as well. And right now we have a shadow with us and she's here till Wednesday mm -hmm. and she's um, she's learning a lot and having a lot of time, a lot of time, a lot of, a lot, a lot of fun. Next. Um, David Smith, good evening from Arizona. Hey, what's up, the big AZ? Madison, hi guys. Hope you are having a great evening. Saw you guys are coming to Florida in February, and I'm hoping I can come. Yeah, that's it. Um, Florida is a regular staple. We're coming to Ashley's wonderful facility down there and awesome. uh, looking for, you know, hang out with the goats. Hmm. Next. Kim, hi, Jeff. I already read that. Sarah, I'm so glad I turned on notifications for when you go live. Yeah, it's a little little uh, uh, thing to do. You can turn on your notifications on Facebook. You can do. I, I don't, I'm sure you can do it on YouTube as well. Turn them, put them on, in on your notes and just like turn an alarm on, like right in your phone. Mm -hmm. you probably you can probably do that right on your watch. I mean, can you? If you put a note in on your phone and it goes in your um, watch, yeah. it goes in your watch too. Cool. Mavis, good evening, J and J. Hey. Megan, hello from Northern Michigan. Hey, what's up there, Kathleen Megan? Lima says, hi, Jane. Hi, Kathleen. Hey, Kathleen. Madison, I also have my first dog training client. have done an apprenticeship and have trained dogs at rescues, but I'm so excited to yeah. have my very first client. It's a game changer. Now you have a human involved. <laughs> so um, great and learn, and you're always learning. Like, we're still learning every day. Mm -hmm. So it's always, you're, you're always evolving. I think I've worked with over 10,000 people, and what's good about that is that I can feel confident about like saying an answer, yeah. you know, um, but the great thing is, is that I um, mean, help as many people as possible. And remember the dog training business is the human business. Never, ever forget that. I think a lot of dog trainers, unfortunately have lost sight of that. Next. Yeah. Oh, geez. Bumpasaurus Rex. Christina, hey, would you ever house. do a payment plan for a board and train? Um, we don't, but, um, you know, what you can do is you can go on to, um, we can invoice you and you can do PayPal. And on PayPal, a credit, pay it later. Pay they later. they offer a pay they offer a payment plan. So we we, we you know we do that next. Noah, five month old Akita that flipped his lid was a whole different dog. Oh yeah. Too. I ordered a prong for the walk from your website. Thanks for all the content. Yeah. So a five month old dog, you know, it's a really great time if you're starting to see some snarky, unwanted, dangerous, you know, pushy, snotty behavior mm. at five months old. Dog ain't gonna grow out of it. Dog's gonna grow into it. A lot of people will say, "Oh, the dog will settle down." Yeah, when it's fucking dead, it'll settle down. Like now is the time at five months old to really, really put your foot down, um, um, and really just massive structure. Got to do some strong corrections. Go right, just go right ahead. We're talking about stopping unwanted behavior or attitude. I think people forget about that. The difference between like. I think I talk about that a lot on my one-on-one um, -on -one consults, which I'm doing a lot of, is like, yep, that's great, that's great, that's great, that's great. But number one, let's talk about the dog's behavior. Because mm -hmm. a lot of these dogs are, yeah, they know all their obedience commands. Right. You know, what's the behavior? Like that Malinois we have, the one that's the story of the man in the arena that I told you about getting muzzle punch. That dog knows its commands. It knows them. It's a Malinois. It knows its commands. And it knows them quick. Mm -hmm. Next. Um, Victoria, hello. Took my very excited Roddy to the park with my kids and a friend of theirs. She was really excited, tried chasing them, and when we were leaving the park, she bit the leash, yep. then bit my hand. Yep. What the F is my cute doggy doing? Please help me. Okay, number one, I, what I want you to do, Victoria, is don't come at me with cute doggy and dog biting in the same sentence because then we'll get along a lot better. Okay. I sort of knew shit was going to hit the fan at your first sentence. What did it say? I took my excited. Excited Roddy. Yeah, I took my excited Roddy 
to wherever. It probably was going to end with something bad happening. Now, I love an excited dog. I have no problem with a dog being excited. But you need to be able to turn it on and turn it off. So what your dog was doing was it was overly aroused. It bit the leash, probably out of frustration. And you probably tried to maneuver the leash possibly out of its mouth. But even if you didn't, the next thing that's holding the leash, like the working its way up, is the hand. Maybe because it couldn't get to something. Either way, it's wrong to do. It's like, it's not a free pass. But that's what That's usually what happens. So number one, you should be bringing your calm dog to the park. And then you let it chase the kids around, right? Let it chase the kids around. Yeah. Building up more drive. No, it wanted to chase the oh, kids. Wanted she... Oh, it couldn't. Tried chasing them. And then we were leaving. She got the leash. Probably, yeah. So, so what you need to do is come up with a really good way to get your dog to not be as aroused in a split second. In a split second. So you have to have well-timed corrections for that. Um, so you can be entering and exiting in a calm way. And then also when your dog is in a state of arousal, you can instantly turn it off. So that's what that is. Like we wouldn't call that aggression. Inappropriate use of the mouth, definitely not acceptable, but I wouldn't call that aggression fixable. Absolutely. Next. Mary Grace. Hey, Jeff and Joel, I saw your spatial pressure video and I want to replicate that with my dog when I turn into her nose. She tends to lay, sit, even with a leash pop. She's e-collar trained. What can I do? So you'll probably want to jump in on this as well. Um, what you do is keep walking. Keep walking. They're, 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 even if the dog was lying dead, you can still sort of shuffle and move it out of the way. But your dog's not lying dead. Your dog's breathing. So it, so it lies down. Why do you think it lies down? Why do you think it lies down? Because it doesn't have a middle finger. But that's what it's doing to you. It's saying, fuck you, I'm not moving. And you're going to go, oh, yes, you are. So what do you do? Hold the leash away from you, like so, sort of like at an angle away from you. I mean, the, the leash is going towards the ground. And as you're sort of like popping away from you like this, all right? So imagine you have like a three-foot dick, like going like that, okay? Tickle in the head, mm. you know? I mean, if it was tickling the shaft, it'd be a humongous dick. Oh and then God. you um, start walking into the dog at the same time. Your dog will move. Next. Or you can put another leash on it and have somebody back you up. You so as you walk into the dog, they're pulling it away. Right. Or you can also use a remote collar to say, you know, oh, you're not going to move? There's many ways you can do it. Oh, let's see how much you don't want to move. Next. Kathleen, haha, Joel, that was me yesterday. Bowl of spinach for dinner. Yeah. Yeah, I just like wanted all the things today. Did you? Yeah. Um, I made those like peanut butter balls and. Oh, I wouldn't know because none made it to this fridge. What else did I have? Is there, are, there any, are there any left? I wanted some chips with my lunch, so there, I had some chips. Are there any left? There's seven left and they're all mine. Maybe you can have one. Um, Actually, obviously, I can't. <laughs> Next question. Give me a hard time. You will get zero. I give you a hard time. I just politely said. Are there any left? I, that was, oh, I did not say like that. I said, are there any left? Of course. I made a whole batch. What do you think? I ate them all? I had one. There no, because you usually make them in batches. Hmm? Kim, uh, Anna Maria Island. Oh, I didn't know Nice. That. AMI. Yep. Hold it on dog training. Hey, J&J, dropping in to say hello. Looking forward to enjoying the show. Great way to end a Monday. Yeah, it's beautiful out there. Some of the nicest beaches in the world. We've got houses that are eight miles away next. 
Chanel, good evening, J&J, &J, and everyone in the chat. Hello. Oh, hello. Sorry. I thought there was going to be a question. Hello, Chanel. I how are you? Irene says, good evening, folks. Hey, Irene. Chanel, gaining more hands-on experience with dogs every single day, listening to you two constantly when I'm walking and training. Awesome. I've even started documenting a lot of my progress. Thanks awesome. For yes. To document everything. Put it up on social. Do stories on Instagram stories. You can always take, take a bunch of stuff and make a little compilation um, video as well for your for your platforms. Next. I lost my spot. Again. Oh, really? Jeez. That one may be a new record. Ah, yep. All right, here we go. Sandra, my Bichon is three years old, and he started this little growl thing and shows his teeth always at night. Mm -hmm. For example, it's super late, yeah. relaxing, and my daughter walks in my room, and he lifts his head, runs over to her, wagging his tail. She goes to pet while she is doing the high-pitched voice, and he will give a low-key growl. She always starts laughing, but it annoys the hell out of me. She's the sweetest one to him in the house of five. He will do it to the kids, but will never do it with me. Always late at night. So it could be a couple of things. I mean, even though it's late at night, he's jumping off the... I mean, I would tell this dog... I would suggest you don't have this dog in the bed. But he jumps off the bed, wagging his tail, happy to see her, and then he growls. So it's like, you know, Sybil over here. So <laughs> the, the thing the thing is, is I that, that should be corrected. That should be corrected. No, incorrect. But then again, it's like, is it a real growl or is it talking? Like, you really got to pinpoint it. You know, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. Was it a Shih Tzu? I don't think they're they're known for like talk growling like a, like some of the huskies and rotties out yeah. there and and, and 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 boxers out there, you know, which could be misinterpreted their their growl. So no, correct. Next, Melina, my four year old Belgian male is extremely dog reactive. Nothing works. My next to this is to try a bunker. Already made one. Now I just need another dog to pass by. So no that's the thing. Chance. It's like nothing works, but you haven't tried the bonker. So that's like where we would start. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's hard to bonk in public. No, no. What I'm saying, though, is like nothing works. So have you tried a remote collar? Have you tried a dominant dog collar? Have you tried a heel tap? Have you tried a toe tap? Remote collar? Bonker? Like there's so many things. But also what I would say is what's the rest of the day look like? Are you – so you got a mal. So what's the – are you holding your dog accountable in the house? Are you holding the dog accountable in so many different applications of, it, of the dog's life? You know, are you are you doing a lot of that stuff? Next. Um, Melissa posted the link to Jeff Gumman seminars. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. They're they're it's sort of hard right now to come up with this. I mean the schedule is there, but you know, it's it's hard. Ever changing. Yeah, it's twenty twenty definitely through your through throwing a lot of people for 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 the loop. Through the loop. Yep. Next. Michelle, hi guys. Joelle, your post on Instagram today was everything. Awesome. Oh, thank you, Michelle. Yeah, that was a very nice post. Amanda, my 17-week-old Rottweiler growls mostly at my 15-year-old daughter. I'm using a bonker, but I'm not able to grab it fast enough. Anything else you can suggest? Yes. Yeah. So you 17-week-old dog, make sure you say no. That's the important part. No, and then bonk. So as long as your no is on point, you can go get the bonker. You can get the bonker. Next. Barista boy soccer. Creed looks great. Yes, Creed. Creed. He's awesome. He's a game changer. <laughs> I love working with that dog. He's a. He's a. He. He. You know who I want to call Creed all the time? Dexter. I want to call Creed. I call him Creedles. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's his nickname. I heard that. Great. <laughs> great. Uh, Joe, I have the dog to model two collars and one remote for my two dogs. I was wondering, is it better to do remote training with both of them or separately? Well, you try one at a time first. This is the thing about remote collar training. 
in fact, I was going to do a, a, a video on it. It's like, it takes, there's a process to it as far as like obedience and then obedience to the distractions. So you can eventually work them off of each other, but to train obedience, definitely train one at a time with or without a remote train one at a time. Next. Joe already read that Jasmine. Hi, 11 month old rescue five pound Chi Terrier mix, pulling extremely dog reactive, scans, doesn't listen outside. Advice, tried to treat training, and he only obeys with treats. He collar too much for his size. Okay, so let me just um, help everyone out here, help you out, um, Jasmine. We food train. As much as I talk about punishment, there's more food delivered in this facility in one day than punishment probably in a month. Probably safe to say that, yeah. So the thing is, is that food which is historically used as a reward, okay? Rewards a wanted behavior, helps train a new behavior. The problem is when your dog is doing a unwanted behavior, the food has no purpose anymore because then all you'll be doing is reinforcing positive reinforcement of the unwanted behavior. That's when you now have to be applying your punisher or something negative to the dog. So the dog is not too um, um, uh, small. small for a remote collar, but you can do everything from a leash pop with a one, they make a 1.75 millimeter prong collar to a leash pop um, to just like popping the, popping the leash. A lot of people don't realize that dogs are a little bit more hardy than they think they are. Like they think they're so fragile like that 130 pound Great Pyrenees that got bonked with a cotton towel. Like, oh my gosh, and it yelped. It's like, it's 130 pound Great Pyrenees. Mm -hmm. But it also was dragging its owner out of a wheelchair. But that's besides the point about the screaming that she did when she fell on her face. We won't worry about that now, will we, I guess, general public. But like, you're not gonna hurt these dogs. You're just not. People are just not going around harming these dogs. At least my listeners, my followers, people that go to my seminars, um, my staff, us. They're like, this is not what we do. It's not what we do. So you can do that. Anything that's intolerable to the dog. Use a fucking squirt bottle. Dogs hate that too. Next. All right. Let's see. Lindsay. My 17-week-old mini Aussie pup jumps on the back of my seven-year-old Cavalier mm -hmm. and tries to bite his ears and neck. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, they play well together, but sometimes the puppy takes it a little too far. Is this her trying to be dominant? Should we stop her when she does this? My Cavalier is a pushover, so he doesn't always put her in her place. Thanks. So the dog is not trying to be dominant. The dog is a 17-week-old puppy playing with your other dog. And sometimes your other dog... You say it's a pushover, but it says sometimes he doesn't always. He doesn't always, but that means sometimes he does, which leads me to believe that it's the it's a mutual sort of plaything happening at the time. Next. Brian, e-collar question. Can I use it to go into immediate leash reactivity correction in public, say at Home Depot, or do I have to train leash walking first, even if he has an understanding of what's expected, at least in general? So I prefer if you picked another spot to give the dog a remote collar correction than at Home Depot for the first time. Let's set it up somewhere else. Let's set it up somewhere else. For leash reactivity, you absolutely can go, we would set the dog up to fail. Oh, you're leash reactive? Great. 
you just came into our training center. Let's if it, a day like today it would be done inside because it was like you know 102 outside, but we would put you on a leash, have dogs walk by you, have you explode, correct you, and you would go that really sucked, and you would stop the behavior. Great, now we've got all this time to start training you what we want, mm -hmm. which could be a very very effective way to train the dog with you know very very successful, or you can start doing all the baseline stuff. Don't have it around other dogs. Now the dog knows exactly what to do and then correct it for the reactivity. That also works. Now, some people say it's not fair to correct the dog for um, all the, uh, uh, for, for being leash reactive if you haven't trained it yet. I highly disagree with that. It learned right. I taught it right then. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about a dog that doesn't hold it down. Or if the dog doesn't down, correct it high. I'm not saying that. Like people have to start thinking about context a little bit more. But when you're exploding in another dog or trying to attack another dog or attack a person, I don't need to train you anything other than don't do what you just did in this moment. I can train you right now. I get a free pass. Like, Wouldn't you want your dog to be stopped right then and there? I would. So you have to have that skill set. Like, how can I stop something immediately? I've often talked about this. And you should talk to talk to a trainer about this, a simple question, if you're looking to hire a trainer, how do you stop jumping? Just ask him that. How do you stop jumping? If you're looking for a dog trainer, ask them that one question. Don't ask them about, the. don't ask them for any certificates they have. Don't ask them where the dog is sleeping. Don't ask them about like anything else. Just literally ask them, how do you stop a dog from jumping on a human? That's a great way to, 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 to get an idea of somebody's philosophy on training. Because if they don't say they make jumping suck, most people won't use my, my wordage on that. If they don't say we um, immediately correct the dog, we immediately apply a punisher. Most people don't say that word, but we correct the dog. We give the dog a firm leash pop. We give the dog a knee cow or stim. We do something that the dog does not like that it wants to not jump. That's possibly that would go into the you might be hired list. Mm -hmm. But if they use things like, like, well, first of all, if they try to outsign science you, will you walk away? Well, we'll use the latest scientific methods. What the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? What do I gotta do? Go to Wikipedia and look them up now? Or if they try to say, oh, turn your back. No. Wrong dog trainer. Next. Um, all right. <clears throat> Mavis, best way to introduce a puppy into the home with a two-year-old dog. Um, I that's a that's a that's a that's a one-on-one -on -one consult question, not because I want you to hire me, because I know nothing about the puppy, which I don't really need to know as much about the puppy. I know nothing about the two-year-old dog. I know nothing about you. I know nothing about your skill set or how you can read dogs. There's a lot of variables. The last thing I would want you to give you, and I tell you what to do, and literally the dog like kills the puppy because you missed something. Because most people do it wrong. But ironically, like before dog trainers, like pet dog trainers existed, most people were doing it right. Mm -hmm. But so we have to take into account like the the world we live in right now. Yeah. You know, which is, so if I was introducing a puppy and the puppy was just sitting here and my dog growled at it, I assure you that dog would be, be corrected. Most people wouldn't do that. The older dog. Next. Anna, hi, J&J. Love all your content for teaching duration, typically place. Is that only done with an e-collar or can I use something else? I have a cheap e-collar that only does momentary stim. You could use no e-collar whatsoever. 
You don't need any cow to teach duration. Thousands of years, dogs have been taught how to do duration sits, downs, place. I imagine durations, you know, stand without any remote, you know, training. You just, once a dog has the baseline skills and you've done your, you're done your reps, all you have to do is just correct the dog for breaking command. How do you do that? You have a leash on it, give me a leash pop. Next. Melissa posted a link to vote for me to be on the cover of Miss Health. Oh, Fitness. that's so nice. Thank Thanks, you. Melissa. Anna, saving up for the mini educator, currently only using e-collar for remote correction of unwanted behavior when I can't bonk. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you could def absolutely use the, um, I mean, remote collar sometimes has more practical purposes for distance, levels, distraction, through walls, inside, outside, you know, next. Uh, Victoria, cool. Sorry about the cute comment. Don't, don't apologize. I was, I was semi-busting your balls, but not really next just a little bit amanda you guys are fucking hilarious no oh, thanks oh yeah yeah it just got gosh funny. what is this bump like look you see i'm not doing I anything know. I, I never said you were i know i'm just letting you know it's like my god this thing hates me um garcia family bonk for great nonsense oh absolutely absolutely bonk do earthquake which is shaking the crate hit the top of the crate hit the side of the crate open up the door, shut the door. And for all the people out there, they're going to try to convince you otherwise that that'll create a negative association with, with a crate. They're full of shit. I'm sorry. You're wrong. You're outright blatantly wrong. I've probably done it. Oh, I don't know if I want to say 10,000 times, but I probably participated in over 10,000 times, either virtually or through videos or in person. And all, all we're seeing is success. And we're seeing dogs just be quiet in crates. Next. Amanda, I already read that. Evan, what's up, y'all? Just voted for Joelle. Awesome. Oh, thank, thank you, Evan. Sarah, I just got a new rescue foster a week ago. She's absolutely terrified of everything, mm. including other dogs. She'll totally pancake, shudder, mm. goes into avoidance. Been working on building confidence, crate, leash skills, slowly getting her around my pack with walks and separate handlers, yet and calm time in the house, but with no interactions. Mm -hmm. Any pointers on moving forward with dog integration without putting too much pressure on her too fast? I've been trying to slowly build on positive ex experiences. experiences. So you just got the dog a week ago. It sounds like you're doing pretty good, Sarah. Sounds like you're doing pretty good. So you just got the dog a week ago. You can, the, the first step of dog experiences is gonna be just being around dogs, just existing with dogs. Don't feel like you have to get them to interact. Just existing with them is important. Next. Victoria, no, didn't let her chase them. I know from your other videos that my dog would bite my hand. I didn't let go of the leash. Awesome. Never let go of the leash, especially out in public at a park. No. Yep. Chanel, do you use the technique of sitting on the dog? No, we don't. No. And if anybody wants to know what sitting on the dog is, just look it up. You're not actually sitting on the dog. Just teach the dog place. Just teach the dog down. I'm not opposed to tethering a dog to you, like, but, but this whole concept of sitting on the dog, it's like, there's, there's so many more effective way, way, ways to do it, to do it. In fact, I just got a TikTok video, um, that I'm, that I, I might not put up cause I look so like, I'm, you know, like when I get intense at seminars, I look yeah. angry. So it's one of those moments about like, like my dog won't come out of the crate. And I'm like, you know, I talk about like, well, you know, you can sit in front of the crate and you can, you know, try to get it out of the crate. And on day one, it doesn't come out of the crate. And day two, day three, day four, you know, um, and then on day five, it finally comes out of the crate. 
and like you feel so wonderful that it works, but meanwhile you stress it out for five days or just tip the crate and it comes out. So it's like, yeah. um, I'm not, so I'm not going to say that technique doesn't work. I'm just saying there's a lot more efficient ways to do it. Next. Clarissa, I have a four-month-old husky who has separation anxiety. I've done everything I was told to do. She screams in the kennel. She shits in the kennel. Is it wrong to use a training collar to stop this? Um, I, uh, 16 weeks old, I probably wouldn't use a training collar. What I would do is, number one, um, done everything. You probably haven't done everything. 16 weeks old, number one, are you giving this dog too much affection? Is it out of the crate too much? Because a 16-week-year-old dog should be in the crate a minimum of half the day, if not up to 16 hours a day, all right? And it should be out, and you want to have a highly structured routine. A lot of times, people don't put the structure in that young. Yeah. They they like they haven't even started thinking about the structure. Yeah, they play with it it's all like, day. And it's like, but the, or, but or they'll train it. They'll do some training yeah. with it. You know, they'll do some, you know, you know, you know, we have training sessions. You know, we're teaching sit and down and paw. You know, I'm, 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 and I'm all for all that stuff. We do the same thing. But the structure... Do you have a structured day? And are you also holding you accountable for some small stuff that you might not think of? It's attitude. So, um, or just putting it in the crate when you are home. As right. Like the crate doesn't always mean I'm leaving. Yeah, exactly. Do crate drills next. Angie, three year old Mastiff that has started pooping in the house that never did prior to. No changes in environment or routine. How do I get him to stop? Well, it's not about how to get him to stop. Number one, I mean, I usually don't like care about the why, but just you know, get a fecal check. Get a fecal check, see if there's any parasites in the feces. Also, um, you know, you can think about creating your, creating your dog when you're not home. And if you are home, then where's the dog when it's doing the, when it's doing the pooping? When it's doing the pooping. So think about creating the dog, and then also check for check check for parasites. Um, you know, I would need a lot more information about the lifestyle of the dog to get a better answer than that. Next. Winchester Kennels, what is a dominant dog collar? Um, look it up. Look it up on the Learberg website, Learberg or Ray Allen website, dominant dog collar. It looks like a, it's, it looks like a nylon slip, but it's not. It's a little bit different. What a, what a the purpose of a dominant dog collar, it's a massive self-preservation device. It's great for dogs to take the arousal out of a dog almost instantly. It also can save, you know, a bite, get getting you bit or, or another dog getting bit theoretically what you're doing is you're taking the air out of the dog um because you just have to hold up the leash a little bit and a lot of people are going to struggle with that concept oh my god you're choking the dog when you work with dogs in our world it's like thank god you have that tool thank god you have access to those tools because that's what's going to number one keep that dog alive it's going to get it through rehab it's going to get you over to the good stuff and it's going to keep our staff alive as well or and our staff safe next um, Amanda, what's a heel tap? Heel tap, what a heel tap is, it's using your foot. There's ways to use your feet in dog training. And a lot of people are saying, oh, he kicks dogs. Well, they got to put a little bit of context to it. Number one, if an off-leash dog comes running at me, oh yeah, I'm going to kick it without any care of its personal safety whatsoever. That is an off-leash dog. Don't take that out of context, please. Um, but if, when you've got also a pushy dog, snotty dog that breaks, um, like say it rushes out of the crate. It's always rushing out of the crate. That, that would be a toe tap. You can take a toe right to the sternum as it rushes out of the crate. You can say no. Boop. Whoa. Dog listens to that. But a heel tap is usually historically done when you're walking the dog. Dog's being leash reactive. Dog's always forging ahead. And you can take your, if it's on your left-hand side, take your right foot, and it just goes around your back leg, and it just taps the dog sort of like right 
below the ribs, above the, um, the back end. That's all. It's just more like of a, whoa, what the heck was that? You know, next. Crystal, my six-month-old dachshund is usually very sweet, but when we try to get something from him, he gets aggressive. Any suggestions on how to change Yeah, behavior? I'll tell you how to exactly how to do it. Watch my out video. I've got a video on the on an on out. And number one, it you you will it'll work. And it's on historically with a remote collar. Next. Christine just got a foster. She was abused. Is it wrong if I bonk her or correct her if it's necessary? So let me ask you something, Christine. Number one, how do you know it was abused? Well, the, the 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 rescue told me. Did it ever cross your mind they were lying to you, as they do a lot of the time? This is a wide paintbrush stroke. If you're a foster, if you're a rescue that doesn't lie, then it doesn't apply to you. But I will tell you, it is there is a high case of rescues um, and shelters that lie to the end consumer. How do I know that? Because I know people in the industry, and I also like know that biting dogs go back to shelters and they get readopted and they don't get told about their bite history. Um, so, but let's forget all that. Let's say it was abused. If I'm, if I just brought in the dog into my house and the dog tries to bite me, I don't care whether you abused or not, you're going to be corrected for that. The abuse card, you cannot pull out the abuse card and say, whoa, 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 owner. You can't stop me from this bad behavior, this dangerous behavior because I was abused. See, it says it right there. And you grab the card, you turn it over, and you're like, holy shit, it's got dates on it and everything. What are those initials? Are those are the people that abused you? Fuck, you did some damn good record keeping. Mm -hmm. So even if you have that, it's like, did you ever, did you, you have libraries when you were in school, right? Yeah. But could we were allowed to check books out? Yeah. Do they do it electronically or do they do it in the front cover where they like? Yeah, we had a library, little card little thing. Little stamp thing, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not sure how they do libraries now. Like, I don't know what they do now. Because I know it's electronic. Um, so um, what you want to do is you, do, you don't get a free pass. So our actions are always applicable to the dog's actions. So if it's a dangerous behavior, you have to correct the dog. It's your obligation. It's your obligation to correct the dog. Because if you don't, you said yes. You said yes. Next. Um, Melissa posted a link to your Patreon channel. Oh, thank you. Gretchen, I think I'm losing it. I'm so ready to quit retail. I don't know why I'm in retail when I was trying to kill pigs in the first place. I can't seem to win today. I think I'm done with Indiana, too. Wait, hold on, Gretchen. I thought you were... I thought you were working uh, at a butcher shop. Yeah. You were talking to us about being on the kill floor. When have you been in... What are you selling fucking tickets? What are, you, what are you selling tickets to it? Like a ride at Disneyland? Or maybe she's in the front end of retail. Oh, that's uh, what it is. She's in the front end of retail and they allowed her to be on the kill floor. Uh, but she didn't get on the kill floor. Hmm. Like it's a job. Got it. Got it. Next. Tabitha, we are in the middle of training my reactive German shepherd, Pierre, and he is doing great thanks to all your content. Oh, cool. He's due for distemper shot and going in this Friday. Any suggestions on how to handle him at the vet? Any accommodations I should be asking for? He is doing great, and I don't want the appointment to take us backwards a step. I want to do it right. What I would do is this. I would muzzle up the dog, hand him to the vet tech, and let him do their job and stay out of the room. Next. Victoria, is the $10 applicable to people in the UK, and is it of use to me? Not sure how to book a session for in-depth advice. Thank you. $10 applicable? For Patreon. Oh, the Patreon? Yeah, the Patreon channel works around the world. Um... 
uh, it, we do take it, it is transferred translated into US currency so from your currency um, that will allow you to watch participate in our zoom sessions which are online which people from around the world do do participate in those it allows you to ask questions on the q a it has its own separate q a where you get a video response it's applicable towards that but as far as like a one-on-one -on -one, that's the 50 and 100 depending on how long of time you want with me and then if you just book an online consult you can do up to a one-hour session which is obviously a lot it's 175 dollars, so it's more money next tabitha due to covid we're not able to go in and the vet is going to come out right exactly so what they do is i just took um kira she had double ear infections i just took her to the vet she doesn't need a muzzle but if she did i would muzzle her up outside usually two people come out um the, the vet tech and maybe an admin person and they'll just take they'll just take her and they'll bring her back inside so that's good you're not going to be inside anyway next terry hello guys i have a two-year-old labradoodle that i'm having problems with while out on walks sometimes he remains calm when people or other dogs pass by other times he could become yep. aggressive, barking, jumping excessively. I prong collar and remote collar train him, but I think I may be doing something wrong. Well, don't beat yourself up. Obviously, something is not going properly if that's happening. It could be just your timing. It could be your timing. So a lot of times, if if you know that you've got a dog that's if you if you know that's you've got a dog that does that type of behavior on the walk, start looking at the dog on the walk. And start going, it looks like you're doing that thing you do right before you explode. And then you apply your correction right then. And that seems unfair to a lot of people because the dog's really not doing anything that bad. But we know where it's going. We know where it's going. Like, it's going downhill. Yeah. Like, you know, if you ever talk to Joelle on, you know, she'll... She'll have a successful walk with a really difficult dog. And and she'll like, you know, debrief me or, or something. And she's like, yep. At the first sign, he even looked at that. I corrected him. And that was the most effective thing for that walk. That's what made that walk really, really good. Mm -hmm. That's what made that walk really, really good. And I think that's what people miss. Because if you took it out of context, if you watch from the outside, and you all, all you saw was Joelle say, leash pop a dog, it would appear that she's leash popping or correcting a calm dog because they're not paying attention, nor do they know the history or the behavior. And when I say history, it doesn't mean like if it's pulling out, it's, you know, abuse card. What I mean, it's like every time it goes for a walk, it explodes. I almost made a video on stories about that the other day when I had Jovi off property. Mm -hmm. She, I had her in a double down with like this little mm. chihuahua thingy literally five feet away from right. us. But up to that point, and most owners probably wouldn't have done what I did. Mm. She was air scenting. Bingo. Great she example. Would not, she was blowing through levels, air yep. scenting, air scent. I'm like, she's going to end up exploding. I'm like, yep. quickly trying to find the level that yep. makes her stop yep. because I know yep. where it's going to yep. go. Exactly. And you're right. That's a perfect example. It's like, oh, your dog's she's not just allowed to. sniffing. Your dog's, exactly. Oh, the dog's got a lot of sniff. Go. It's like, um, it's like, it's almost like, you're, it's like you're hooked on coke and you do like a pre-sniff snort it's like it's like oh i know where that's going i know where that's going or actually a better example is this you struggle with alcohol you're an alcoholic or you've got an addiction you're an addict you walk into a bar 
Um, you ain't ordering a club soda. You ain't ordering a fucking club soda. The place don't even have fucking umbrellas because if you order a, if you order a fucking frozen drink, they'll throw your ass out. Okay, mm -hmm. and you're not getting a club soda because you have a drinking problem. Now, eventually, maybe you would order a club soda, but one week out of rehab, you ain't getting a club soda. Historically, mm -hmm. the best place for you is not in the bar, so you can't go in the bar. Oh my gosh, I can't believe your best friend kept you out of an establishment. Is that the way you look at it? <laughs> is that the way you look yeah. at it? You know, context, context. Next, Amanda, you guys are amazing. I'm a total fangirl. Awesome. Oh, look, Emmanuel. Hi, guys. My dog keeps sniffing the air on a walk, and I feel like her energy level gets higher the more she does <laughs> Holy it. Holy shit. Holy shit. We just talked about that. Boom. There you go. So you know, you know the answer. Erratic, little by little. Yep. I figure I should correct, but I'm not sure. What do you guys think? Yes. Emmanuel, you got this shit figured out. Yeah. So think about that. Here's a great example. And this is the, sniffing from the owner's mouth, not the owner of the dog that, 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 that yeah. we're talking about, but from the owner's mouth, here is a, here, Emmanuel, I'm going to assume you're a male. All right. Emmanuel, here's a guy that, that knows exactly where it's going. Yep. He knows that when his dog does a plus 30 seconds <laughs> equals C. Yes. And C. So. What is what is C? An explosion. So stop it. Because once the dog explodes, a lot of people are like, a lot of people think you have to just correct the explosion. Yeah, they it's don't like, even no, hear you. Don't fucking correct the explosion. No. Okay. Too late. If you don't want fucking explosions, don't allow the fucking fuse to get lit. Mm -hmm. Next. Um, let's see. Melissa posted the link to virtual one-on-ones with you. Yep. And damn it, this oh, thing. That was a quick, that oh was an interesting God, bump. That was a scroll. I know. That was a scroll, that was a scroll bump. I don't know if I've ever seen a scroll bump. I hate it. And Willie, how do you stop jumping? How do you how do I stop jumping? Okay. You make jumping suck. Bottom line. That's the now, that's the philosophy. What's the, oh she's just saying I love that. I will definitely ask. Oh, that. oh, how oh, do you stop jumping? Oh, good. Yeah. Oh well, but I want me to answer the question. Okay. Okay. So you make jumping suck. That's great, Jeff. I need a technique. I've got a free video on that. And let me tell you what's on the free video. And I demonstrate this on every one of my seminars with a few dogs. And I do it right in front of everybody. Cameras are rolling. And we've made videos, so our camera's rolling too. Mm. What, what? I own a jumping dog. Great. Give me your dog. Prong collars on the dog, say. Leashes on the dog. I'm 20 feet back from you. I, I said, is your dog going to jump on you? But oh, it knows not to jump on me. It only jumps on strangers. Fine. Hey, any strangers in the audience that want to come up here? They'll come up. And what I do is I have the person go, hey, pretty, like this whole concept of stand straight and don't look at the dog. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. Nobody what makes your dog jump? Oh, my God, when people talk high pitched. Guess what we do at the seminars? Talk high pitched to the dog then. Oh, my God. You're so pretty. And the dog's all excited. And the dog, and I let the dog get ahead of me. And I let the other dog get ahead of me. Oh, look at you, gorgeous. And I kept the other dog get ahead of me. And then the dog starts going up. And I give an extremely firm back down pop. Split second. The dog never makes contact. Dog does make an audible sometimes. People struggle with that. 
Then what I do is I circle back around, come back up to the, the person. The dog usually wags its tail or might not, might, might be a little bit concerned. And the dog doesn't jump and it gets lots of affection. That's how you do it. There's so many misconceptions about jumping. So many misconceptions about jumping. Remote collar, instead of giving that firm pop, definitely hold the leash back a little bit for, for, for safety. Remote collar stint. Bottom line is you make jumping suck. And this is what the people think, which is what people have to understand is a couple of things to watch out for. Teach the dog a better sit. Okay. How does that stop jumping? It doesn't stop jumping. It won't stop jumping. Teach me French. I'm not going to like not learn. Not, I'm not, I'm not going to forget English. I'm going to learn French. And then I'll know French and English. Okay. Teach your dog a better sit. Now it knows a really good sit and it knows how to jump. You got to stop jumping next. Kathy, hi, Jeff. Do you think there's ever a time when it is okay to stop using a crate with a dog that is crate aggressive due to past abuse? If the dog is great outside of the crate and beautifully obedience trained? Okay. First of all, the abuse factor would, ha would have nothing to do with the decision that I would make at all. At all. I'm sorry. Dogs are pretty hardy. Now, it's your dog. If you have a dog that does not destroy anything, does not shit or piss all over the house, and does not practice unwanted behaviors, such as barking out the front window, barking out the back door, chasing the cat around, okay? Attacking, if you live in an apartment or condo, attacking the door as people go by, that's what then then your dog can be out of a crate if you decide it's your dog if you're struggling with a lot of behavioral issues though that are not crate related or not soiling and destruction related such as aggression separation anxiety leech reactivity all right like numerous the more structure you have in your dog's life the better and the crate is part of that next David Smith, my grandfather and great uncle have had perfect bird hunting dogs. They knew what they were doing without knowing they could fix most of today's pet problems. Exactly. Diane, thanks guys for all the great videos. You're welcome. Christine, should I correct a dog for growling when another dog tries to take its bone? So actually, I do not correct the dog in that specific situation. A canine to canine, stealing of food, bone, toy this is how i do it because either because you know why you're going to train a bone stealer that's what you're doing so if your dog is eating a bone and it growls there's only one dog i would correct and that would be the bone stealer the potential bone stealer if the potential bone stealer does not back up I correct that dog, not the one that growled. Why do I do that? Because I don't want to train a bone stealer, number one. And also, it's like, which part of like animal-animal communication are you not understanding? That would be an appropriate growl. That'd be an appropriate growl. Next. Lauren, took my dog to a trainer that follows you and uses a lot of your techniques, and I've had amazing results. A lot of my friends go to trainers that only use treats and no tools, and it hurts to watch. Yeah, so, I mean, we use food. We use food. I mean, I'm a huge fan of food for training. I'm a huge fan of positive reinforcements 
for training what you want. But if that is the skill set the trainer is limited to, unfortunately, which is fine, you can still have a dog that knows lots of commands. You can know a dog that knows tons of tricks. You can have a dog that knows lots of, um, uh, 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 oh my gosh, brain fart tasks for service dogs, tons of stuff. But they better have a way to stop unwanted behaviors. Even a service dog trainer, which people are like, what? Let me give you an example why a service dog trainer needs to understand how to stop an unwanted behavior. One of the things that a service dog does is this. It fetches things for you. Keys, remote control, cell phone. You know, um, your, your, you know, believe it or not, your artificial leg. Believe it or not, like, you know, open a bottle of water from the fridge. Mm-hmm. Great. So I'm sitting there on the couch watching TV. And all of a sudden, my dog comes in, in the living room with a bottle of water in its mouth. And then I'm like, oh, thanks. Because I thought it was cute. And then five minutes later, it comes in with another bottle of water in its mouth. It's like, you have to have a way of like, first of all, I didn't send you to the fridge the first time. So you can't just do random tasks without me asking. Unless it's like a diabetic alert dog, it knows to call 911 at a certain time. But that's a different story. Here we go. Imagine if you're not having a diabetic attack or a seizure, but your seizure alert dog just randomly goes over to the phone and calls 911 because they know how to do that. They can pick up, there's a button for it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Could you imagine that you're all of a sudden your dog is randomly calling 911 when you don't need 911? Boy, the cried wolf over here going on. So you'd have to know how to correct all that stuff. Next. John, I found your podcast this morning, joining your live YouTube for the first time. You guys are awesome. Thanks, John. King Midas, can you apply a proper leash pop correction with a martingale? It's harder to do. A martingale is technically, if you go to, it's it's called a limited choke. It's it's, it's, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. It's not going to be as effective as, you know, I don't even use choke chains, but I think choke chains are harder to, Train a dog, but it sure as heck won't be that. And, and a prong collar, which is totally different than a choke chain, um, just because they're metal, that doesn't mean make them the same. Okay, all right. Airplanes and and cars are both metal. Well, they both fiberglass at this point, um, and that doesn't make them the same. So um, it's really hard to, to 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 do that. If anything, you'll cause more damage to the dog's neck. As barbaric as prong collars look, it actually is the safest option for your dog's neck. Next, Garcia family bonked the crate for crate nonsense, and the pup. GWP four months got aggressive. Can I mark with no and pull him out to bonk? Yes, you can, or bonk more. So your dog either is going, you didn't bonk, bonk it hard enough. You put your dog in a defense. The bottom line is though, it's a 16-week-old dog. That dog needs in, to learn how to take a proper correction to stop an unwanted behavior. And the bonk, if you don't want to bonk it, it's a cotton cotton towel. Okay. It's not going to harm the dog. All the videos and all the hate and all the nonsense you see online, especially targeted towards me about how bad bonkers are. It's just not, it's just not true. It's a highly effective, highly effective way to stop an unwanted behavior that anybody can make and use. So it's possible you didn't bonk, bonk, bonk the dog hard enough. But to me, if you can't, not to say if you can't shut up a dog at a crate at 16 weeks old, you better be careful because like, what do you do about worse behaviors? Because sometimes crate behavior can be challenging. Mm-hmm. 
Like we have dogs that are great in a lot of applications, but in the crate, they're terrible. Yep. But it's a great way to start teaching your dog the concept of no. Next. Chris, I was walking my GSD on the sidewalk. A woman coming toward me with a little yappy dog waved me to the side and told me I need to get in the street. I replied, no, he's trained. She got in the street. Yeah, thing. exactly. Thank God, the audacity. It's like, what do you? what's going to happen next? People standing in the middle of the street saying you can't drive down this street. Right. Like, is that what this world is going to come to? It's like, no, we're taking over the streets. You can't drive down this street. It's already happened. <laughs> no. I know, you're like setting that up. You're waiting for me to say it. <laughs> I wasn't waiting for you to say it at all. I wasn't expecting you to say it. Exactly. I was waiting for you to hit me, actually, to say, shut up, Jeff. Don't talk about national. Yes, shut up. Next. Garcia family said, thank you. You're welcome, Garcia Chris, family. without you guys, this wasn't possible. Love you. Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. Missy? I think I like having a fan named the Garcia family. On our podcast. The whole family. Well, I imagine the whole family. To the Garcia it. family, I am honored that you are here. I really am. Pretty cool. Yeah. Who who says this isn't a family show? Right? <laughs> yeah. I imagine them all gathered around. They all get their popcorn. It's like, I can see it now. It's like, Jeff, you swear a lot. That sure isn't family friendly. Ah! You haven't met the, Gar the Garcia. You family. have not met the Garcias, though. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> they got their, they, they got, they, they'll, they'll throw it right back at you. Yep. Like, Missy, dog is three years and is now afraid of thunder. Yeah, it could happen. It could yeah. happen. I mean, this year, were any of your dogs afraid of fireworks this year before this year? Bird's always been but a little not, bit sketchy. Not to this extreme. Okay, thank you. This was wild. Kira has never been afraid of fireworks or gunshots. I mean, she's gunshot trained. You know, she's done plenty of been around plenty of police officers because she came from. Oh my god, did I tell you that I found? I didn't tell you this. I found Kira, whose name was Denny, D-E-N-Y. I found her original handler in the Netherlands video. Oh, really? Of her walking through whatever city that he's located in that was sent over to us so we can, you know, it's her like dog for sale video. And it's it, it's it's her. Yeah. I was, cleaning out cool. my Google, I was cleaning out my Google Drive. Denny. Cleaning out my Google Drive because I was losing storage. I'm like, how could I be lost in storage? And I went into it. I'm like, holy shit, it's a lot of fucking shit in here I don't need. And there's like all these old videos and stuff. I started getting rid of them. And uh, but then there was one of Denny. I'm like, what? Denny clicked on it, and it was the original video that came over to me to show the dog. Yeah, yeah. I'll show I'll show it to you one day. Next. Denny. Um, Dom, my seven month old is friendly, went off leash, and she sees a dog she wants to run over in a semi aggressive way. Then she stops and is immediately fine, but I'm worried she'll either yeah. do it to the wrong dog. That's what that, that's what that uh, I'm glad I'm Dom that you're thinking that way because that is what is going to happen. So I would train your dog number one, don't leave your side like that. Number two, a really good recall and a recall and drive. Next. Number one pitbull dad. Hey, JJ, finally got my mail to remain in a downstay going on an hour. Nice. Now. What is the best way to introduce distractions? Excellent job. So first of all, the best way to do that is with small distractions. So in, in moving small, if we're talking about moving objects, like a ball, take a ball, slowly roll it in front of the dog, skateboard, um, bounce a ball. In fact, I'm going to put out a video. It's going to probably, it'll probably go on all of our pages. It's definitely going on Angelo's page. It's with Dexter mm. and Angelo, like bouncing a ball next to Dexter. Dexter is that Malinois that kept muzzle punching the, the guy and, and Angelo is actually working with him. So, yeah. So it's just like, it goes to show the power of, uh, now would I let Angelo um, work Dexter? No, I would not. 
No, I would not. But do distractions around Dexter with safety protocols in place? Absolutely. Absolutely. Next. Best behaved pup dog training. Joelle, just Warrior voted for you. Hope you win this. You so deserve yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Oh, she really so does. She does. What's Warrior voted? You can buy like more votes. Get I the think. fuck out. Yeah. Oh, how come I didn't know about that? Have you looked at it? It's right there. Yeah. Warrior vote. Next. David Smith, if client has bed in crate and dog doesn't chew or destroy, is there any reason I'm missing to recommend against? I don't usually use one, but can it be a problem later? Um. So number one, if the dog doesn't destroy the bed, the dog can have the bed. There's a reason why we don't, a lot of the dogs that we have don't have beds in their crates because they freaking destroy them. Number one, it's like, what do you got to do now? Buy another one? But number two, they could die or get rushed to the hospital. So they could break a tooth. Um, um, it's a pain in the ass to, to clean up. Um, the dog doesn't learn any any anything at all. It just practices his unwanted behavior. Next. It's 8 o'clock. Jazzy Jessify. Hi, guys. Jessica from Teaneck, New Jersey here. We have a five-and-a-half-month-old old English bulldog. Mm -hmm. How long do we keep using an e-collar for with regards to use for correcting bad behavior, such as mouthing? Oh, that mouthing should have been taken care of already. So Jazzy Jesse from Teaneck, New Jersey. So I would, I'd bonk that dog. Believe it or not, a, a cotton towel can be more powerful than a e-collar in that application. So it, unless you got the dog yesterday, but if you've had that dog for at least a week, that, that mouthing should be done. So what I want you to do is get yourself a bonker, set it up. How do you set it up? Usually when you like, you know, go like this around the dog's head, which you should be able to do without getting mouthed. Oh, you're teasing the dog. It's like, well, no, I'm setting the dog up to correct it. No bonk. Let's eliminate that right now. And with those famous last words, no bonk, we're going to end the show because it's 801. All right. Lovely Joelle. I am Jeff. This is the What Would Jeff Do Show. Honored and blessed that you're here. Can't wait to see you guys on Wednesday. Check out all of our social media. It's really, really exciting. If you're not part of our wonderful family, make sure you join us. And then also um, hit your notification bell. Um, so you get you get all the alerts. And I know we didn't get through all the questions. That's why a lot of people do top chat. They do they do consults. They tune into all the shows. Um, so madly in love with you. Talk to you guys later. Good night.